Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccemmet.org. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4, one of my favorite chapters in God's Word. Amazing stuff here. Verse 3, he says, I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of the fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. And so Paul calls on this person, he calls him true companion. The, the word companion actually in the, in the Greek is yoke fellow. And it's, it's speculated. It, could this be this guy's name? Because, you know, of course, Barnabas was Joseph. And they started calling him Barnabas because he was a son of encouragement. And maybe they started calling this guy Yoke Fellow because every time something big was happening, he came and held up the, the, the arms of the guy next to him and, and was just one of those guys who, who was there always. And so maybe that's what they called him. Maybe they were protecting his name. But it, it seems obvious that whoever this true companion is, was somebody that they would know who Paul's talking about. And so here's he saying, this guy, I want you to mediate with these women. I want you to sit down with them and help them to figure it out. This is obviously somebody who's mature in the Lord. And sometimes we do need that. As a church, we have done mediation between two parties many, many times. Maybe there was a, a dispute on, on a financial thing, or, or maybe there was a you know, a, a fight between people's kids and, and we had to sit down with families and say, okay, let's, let's work this out. Because the problem is, is when, when we get hit with something and we're agitated and, and we know people are angry with us, and I don't know what it is about somebody being angry with you, but it just kind of ruins your day, right? You know somebody's upset with you and you don't sleep at night and you're mulling it over and like, why are they so mad at me? You know, or how, you know, how can they see reason? And, and in that agitation... It's really easy as you read the Bible just to read and see. Can't they see? Look, it's all here. And, and we don't see anything pertaining to our side of things. We only see things pertaining to what they should see. Isn't just that the way that it is? Everybody else should do the right thing all the time. But they should always have grace on me, right? And that's just the way human nature works. And so he, he says, no, you guys need a mediator. Somebody who can sit down, open up the word of God and say, this is what the word of God says. You know, you guys have to forgive each other. You have to agree in the Lord, agree to disagree, whatever it may be. But to realize that we're all in this together. Now, Paul, he, he reminds them of something. And we don't really have much information about it other than this. He says, Clement also so these, these women labored in the gospel, and he reminds them of a specific time. It was that specific time when Clement was with us. And Clement was, Clement was maybe leading a missions trip, or maybe Clement was instrumental in whatever they were doing as they shared the gospel. But he says, Clement also and the rest of the fellow workers. It was that time when they were all together. And then notice this, whose names are in the book of life. All, all, all y'all's names. They're all in the book of life. 
And, and I think Paul, he adds this little detail because he wants to put things into perspective. Your name's in the book of life. Her name's in the book of life. Jesus wrote you both in the book of life. And so when you die, when you stand on that day, Jesus isn't going to be there with an eraser like, well, Yodia, you know, you know about her and erasing her name out of the book of life. He's saying, hey, you're both saved. You, you both ministered in the gospel. Whatever this dispute is, and Paul probably has information about what the dispute is. We don't. But he knows that it's something that they maybe just need to decide to agree upon. And whether they agree to disagree and just move on and accept each other as, as sisters, or whether they need to come to a conclusion on the matter, I don't know. But Paul is saying, hey, all of you are in the book of life. And, and that just puts it in a different light. Jesus has forgiven you. He's accepted you. And, and he even prayed that, that, that you would be as one, even as he is one in, in John chapter 15. So listen, instead of fighting, verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So we rejoice and then we rejoice, right? You, you make sure that you are, your joy is in the Lord. And, and, you know, as we think about everything that Jesus, and I think when we think about, you know, Jesus said, rejoice that your names are in the book of life. Remember when he said that? Don't rejoice that the demons are subject to you, but rejoice that your name is in the book of life. And if anybody should get up every single morning and, and open their eyes, and realize their sinful flesh has been forgiven by Jesus Christ because he died on the cross in their place and that he rose from the grave and that he took that pen and wrote in his own blood their name in the book of life. And we should wake up and say, Whoa! I'm alive and Jesus loves me and I'm written in the book of life and I have nothing to be down about. And just, we should, like, people should be coming up to us on the street saying, Why are you so happy? How come you have so much joy? Oh, let me tell you. My name's in the book of life. I have the joy of the Lord because my name's written in the book of life. And so Paul's trying to remind us of that, that you guys have nothing to be down about. Yeah, life circumstances. Yeah, the financial thing. Oh, and the diagnosis, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, Nothing is going to change the fact that my name is written in the book of life. And so if people are mad at me or, or you know, things aren't going my way or if I'm in, in some sort of trouble, you know, at the end of the day, my name's written in the book of life. And I can rejoice in that fact. Now I know real life is that we don't always. And we need to be reminded, don't we? We need to be reminded. That's why Paul says joy and rejoice and have joy in the Lord and all these things in Philippians because he needs to constantly remind us that this is where we need to live. But Paul doesn't just go there. He, he'll, he'll actually bring some real solutions, some real practical things that we're going to look at at the end of this. But before he does that in verse 5, he says, Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. I had to look up this word gentleness because it didn't really seem to fit the context. You know, just be a really gentle person. And so when I looked it up, I, I found actually that the ESV translates this reasonableness. It, it can mean patience with one another. It's always related to your, your behavior towards another person. Gentleness towards people. Moderate temper. 
And you'll notice in the King James, I think it says your moderation. Let your moderation be known to all. We think, oh, well, you know, don't eat too much. Don't drink too much. Don't, you know. But that's not what he's saying. He's, he's talking about being a reasonable person. Reasonable in relation to the relationships that you have that you should be. And this is another word that was, it was in, in its uh, definition was considerate. He's saying, don't be known as unreasonable, stubborn, or abrasive. These are the antonyms to this word. You know, unbending, unreasonable, abrasive. Nobody responds well to that. And so he's saying, let your moderation, let your reasonableness, that you're willing to listen, you're willing to hear the other person's argument, that you, you want to make amends, that you want to understand and he gives us a reason why we should let our reasonableness or our, our gentleness be known to all. Why? Because the Lord is at hand. Some translations put it this way. The Lord is coming soon. And, and I don't know about you, but there is one thing about the Bible and my study of the Bible that seems to be an overarching theme that helps me as a believer to live a holy and godly life. And that is the teaching that Jesus said, watch, I come quickly. On an hour you do not expect, I am coming. Keep watching, be ready. And, and if you hold an eschatology, which means the study of the end times, to where you say, well, no, the Lord can't come right now because if there's a, if there's a, a that in your, in your end time scenario, remember Jesus warned us about those people, the people who say the Lord tarries, lest they get lax in their Christianity and they eat and drink with the drunkards and beat their fellow Christians. He says, no, watch and be ready. I come at an hour you do not expect. And if we really believe that, that Jesus could come at any moment, that like, like right, right now. Okay, no, right now. Okay, darn. But he could come literally at any second. It changes the way we live. I don't know about you, but when I was a first, when I was first a Christian, there was a time when I backslid a little bit. I thought, well, you know, I got to be cool or relevant or something, and I was dumb and young and didn't know the scriptures. And I remember I was, I was with some friends and they were drinking. I thought, well, I don't want to be uncool. I want to be able to be open and share the Gospels. And so I started to drink with them. And all I could think about the whole time was, oh, I hope the Lord doesn't come back right now. I hope the Lord... <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, I'm being cool. You know, hey, yeah, I can drink one. You know, I'm like, oh, I hope the Lord doesn't come back. And that's all I could think about. I'm like, that's stupid. Why am I doing? Thank you, Jesus, for not coming back then. Right? We don't want to live like that. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.